Kevin, as we always say in Blair and Barker, Ross Atkins is a freaking genius. It's exactly what, what he forecast today. It's exactly what he found. Trust the process. It's it's you know, I, little did we know that the problem with the Jays is they were hitting the ball too hard, obviously, based on what we saw tonight with those those doubles. Yeah, look, for for me it was the first two batters of the game in the first inning. That 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 was sort of what it was. After Trevor Richards got through the Patrick Bailey at bat where, you know, he had a little trickery, he had some good fastball location with the fastball up. You know, if you're thinking with two strikes with a couple of dudes on, you're probably looking for the changeup. He's got a little trickery, throws the fastball, gets out of that inning. Springer with facing five pitches with two strikes. That's a big deal, right? If he chases there, that inning can go south. He didn't do that. He got a sinker up. He just puts it in place, slaps it in play, gets a double out of it. And then, you know, here comes the big boy. Logan Webb threw an unbelievable sinker to Bo Bichette, but Bo Bichette being Bo Bichette and can manipulate the barrel and do things with his lower half to get the barrel to the baseball on a sinker that's well-placed, ball up the middle, just sort of let everybody exhale, and then sort of the floodgates opened, right? It was, yeah, I don't really get the, the change up to belt in the next the next hitter. I don't really get that. I mean, you get him out with sinkers. I don't really understand that, but – Take, give them credit. They took advantage. It's like, it, it's like the Danny Jansen changeup, too, that he got the big hit off of. I, you throwing 3-1 changeup to a dude at the bottom of the order, don't really get that. That'll tell you where Logan Webb was the first inning. Give the Jays credit. You know, that's sort of take the pitcher's pitch. Get the one down the middle. Who does that sound like, Jeff? I don't know. Maybe somebody that you work with every single day been saying that for three months. What's taking them so long? Six to one, the Blue Jays beat the San Francisco Giants tonight. They hit the halfway point of the season with a 44 and 37 record. Um, as of right now, with games still going on, that leaves them nine and a half games back in the AL East. Let's compare that to 2022, shall we? Because the discussion today, the tone today, was all about, or the topic today was all about the Jays hitting the halfway point, and you can join us. And, and discuss that four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety or of course any questions you have anything you want to talk about today's game Kevin last year at this time the Jays are forty four and thirty seven that was good enough for third place but they were fourteen and a half out last year at this time compared to nine and a half now they went forty eight and twenty three in the second half of the season to finish ninety two and seventy. They finished second in the AL East, seven games back. So I guess the question I would ask you, and the question I would ask the listeners, and again, the numbers are 416-870-0590, star 590, I don't know if 90, what 92 wins gets you this year. It certainly should give you a sniff of, uh, of a wild card spot. Based on what you've seen of this team, can this team play 15 games over 500 the rest of the way? That's a good question. I, I think they're going to need some help from their from their GM. It sounds to, to to me like when he was on our show today, he's going to you know try and do what they need to do to make this team better, whatever that is, right? Yeah, we, we all know that the at bats need to be better when you know the, the called those money at bats, right? It's it's when that dude standing on second base can use zone up and not chase and be competitive, sort of like George Springer. George Springer had that at bat with nobody on base. The rest of the team needs to have with runners in scoring position if they can. Continue Continue to do that because they have tons of talent. They could play 15 games over 500. I will say this though, for me, they need an eighth inning guy. 
I've been saying that. Now that could be Chad Green. We talked about that. Doesn't sound like he's too much. He's too far away. That would certainly help, right? If you're getting somewhat close to the Chad Green that was with the Yankees, that'd be a nice little ad. But for me, again, it will be very interesting to see what Ross does to uh, sort of solidify the the last couple of months of the season just to maybe bring a little something differently. Maybe, Jeff, bring a contact guy in who could hit second and do what you've been yelling and screaming about since spring training. Come Put Bo Bichette in the cleanup spot. I don't know. Yeah. Try that on for size. Yeah, absolutely. Get Brandon Belt down a little a little deeper in the lineup. 416-870-0590, star 590, 888-666-0590. Give us a call. Don't wait until the Leafs make their pick. He's not going to help him this year anyhow. Uh, Trevor Richards, Kevin Barker. Well, I mean, I don't mean anything bad about that. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? This regular season doesn't matter anyhow. I don't I just, you know, don't. There's no point in even talking about the Leafs until the playoffs next year because everything else is relevant. Uh, Trevor Richards, three innings, one hit, five strikeouts as the opener. Uh, look, this is not uh, an ideal situation given what has gone on with Alec Manoa and given the importance of Trevor Richards to this bullpen. But my goodness, this has gone a hell of a lot better than it could have. Uh, thank, yeah, thank goodness, and I cannot believe I'm saying this based on what we thought in spring training, but I am saying it, man. Thank goodness for Trevor Richards. He was he was really good tonight getting through that first inning. Yeah, when he's throwing 9 of 11 for strike ones, getting ahead, and he can have the RSP on the changeup like he did tonight. He threw 24 changeups out of 40 pitches. He had 22 swings off out of 40 pitches. That's ridiculous. That, that again, just goes to show you he can tell you, tell you it's coming. To, for a big league hitter to let that thing travel, guess along with him. I, I brought up the Patrick Bailey at bat in the first inning for a reason. All of a sudden now, he's adding a little trickery to the mix, right? You know, you're looking for it with two strikes. What's he give you? Fastball. I don't want to say it's right down the middle, but it's pretty close to right down the middle. And that's to a decent hitter, right? Patrick Bailey give you a competitive at bat. And when you're adding the trickery to the arm speed, to getting ahead, to being able to eliminate with some sank on the changeup, have the 10-mile-an-hour difference, I'm with you. Look, what they're doing, Jeff, here in these games by starting him is to try and have the big inning. Get a bigger lead with him on the mound, and hopefully you can get to, say, the fifth, sixth inning with the lead and turn it over to your higher leverage guys. They didn't really need that today, but I think that's sort of what they're thinking, and it, it worked out exactly the way it was supposed to work out. He's been excellent. Game three of this series goes tomorrow, a 7.07 first pitch. It will be intriguing to hear what Logan Webb has to say after the game tonight, Kevin. Uh, tipping pitches. Well, I, uh, yeah, tipping pitches. I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> That's what they always go that, to. Well, they, they always yeah, go they, to that. No, I, I will say this, though. I mean, it was you could see as soon as the inning was over, he went right down into the clubhouse with the uh, with the Giants pitching coach and – some other guy who I presume is their uniformed khaki. And, um, you know, my guess is they at least went down to look at uh, – or khaki, what is it? Undercover khaki. He's the under, undercover khaki. They got an undercover khaki. Jay's got uh, a couple of them. Jay's got a couple yeah, of them. Yeah, he got a, a couple of those guys snooping around. But my guess is they probably hurried over to some sort of uh, video facility to take a look at what was uh, what was going on. 
I mean, oh, it yeah. really was 22 pitches. And, and you know, again, it, it's not like it's not like the doubles were cranked, right? It's not like the doubles no. were cranked. But man, it, it was uh, it was like a feeding frenzy. Like five runs and 22 pitches is a lot. You know, you, you sprinkle in that, you know, Vladdy and uh, Vladdy and Chapman kind of tried to help him out a little bit with very quick at bats, but um, George Springer seven pitch at bat to get it going sets the table. Absolutely. Well, again, I, I think it was about the Boba shed at bat, right? He took a good pitch, hit it up the middle, sort of broke the ice when it comes mm-hmm. to one for 12 runners in scoring position. You see your best hitter doing it. Everybody sort of exhales. Brandon Belt comes up. Why are you throwing him a change up? I, who knows? Pitchers, Again, man. you give them credit. They got a yep. they got a good they got a good pitch to hit when they got it in the first inning. They didn't miss it. Jerry and Hamilton, welcome to Blue Jays talk. Good day, good day, good day, evening, guys. Sorry to How bother you, doing, you Jerry. But, uh, good, Sorry to bother us. That's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. Well, hey, you know what, buddy? You guys have got a great job, and hey, I wish I could do it. <laughs> Come on in sometime. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know what? Listen, I, I. I'm a 70-year-old man. You'd never know it, buddy. Well, you're only, you're only seven years older than me, and you would know it. So, yeah. and besides, you're in the hammer. Maybe we can uh, – maybe I can give you a ride in sometime. Hey, we'll meet it at Tim Hortons. We'll, we'll meet it at Tim Hortons. It'll be like, you know, just like two Hamilton guys meeting at Tim Hortons and going to a ball game. What do you got for us? What did I, I'll tell you what I got. I mean, you know what? I think you're right. We do need a guy who for the eighth inning. But we also need, you know what, we need consistency. I mean, we need a pitcher. We need some. I know Manoa. I feel bad for Manoa. I think he's got dead arm right now. That's what I believe. What do you think? Well, I mean, thanks for the call. I'll pass it on to Kevin. Look, everything, I'd be lying if I said that I. Uh, why are you passing it on to me for? Yeah, why am I? I was going to say something. <laughs> but you go ahead and you, you do. What? I was going to say, the only thing I'll say about about that is we know from what Ross Atkins said and from, from what we're, we're told that the velo was fine. So I don't know if it was huh. dead arm. I tend to think it's a combination of conditioning and, you know, just we talked about slider. The slider, it was not good. The, the shape of the slider was not good. There, there's there's a lot going on with Alec Manoa. This isn't simply something that two starts are going to fix. They're just not. And Ross Atkins, I think, was pretty clear about that today as well. Um, I, I think we just, folks, I think we just need to move on from Alec Manoa. Well said. I, I, I really do. If you see him this year, it'll be great. You know, don't be calling up shows and asking about when Alec Manoa is going to come up because we just don't know. And frankly, right now, I truly believe this. I don't think they know. I know they don't know. And I know Alec damn sure doesn't know when he's going to be back up here. Maybe if they get Ryu back, he can give them, you know, some decent starts. Maybe if they get Chad Green back, that'll add some length where they don't have to abuse Swanson and Pearson and Jordan Romano and, you know, Jimmy Garcia's in mop-up duty. Like it's, you know, a five-run leads. Now I understand he's coming off that little knee thing and the neck thing, but, you know, he looked a little different tonight. It looked to me like he's dropping arm slot too a little bit. I Maybe relying more a little – a little bit more on location and movement than trying to overpower everybody. So, yeah, you can never have too much pitching. But I get back to that hitting thing. Well, you like can that, if it's not that, good. That's a lie that you so, can never have too much pitching. If it's not good, you can have too much bad pitching. Never mind. Just keep going. I was just well, being a jackass. Go ahead. Well, I'm used to that. It's uh, a <laughs> – look, I – 
I don't really have anything to add after that. <laughs> uh, Danny Jansen got the uh, got the water bath today, and uh, Danny Jansen maybe Vladdy should pour that thing on his own head. Yeah, let's every just, once in a while. How about just, that? You know, let's just kind of. Yeah. Let's just take what we can. <laughs> let's take what we can get right now, Kevin. Let's take what we can get. So waste of good spikes is what that is. Holy moly! Jesus, Danny, J- <laughs> stop it! Danny Jansen driving in the last <laughs> run in that uh, that five run first, and uh, this was him after the game talking to uh, the hell. What's her name? Oh yeah, Hazel May. Danny Jansen with a couple of hits, including an RBI single in the first inning. His 33 RBIs are tied for fourth most among American League catchers. But I want to talk to you about the brilliant job you did behind the plate on this bullpen game. Let's start with Trevor Richards. Three scoreless innings. Unbelievable job. It's interesting because the Giants know what's coming from Richards. Fastball, changeup. But tonight we saw some pretty ugly swings from them. What were you seeing as far as how those pitches were coming out of his hand? Yeah, I think it's just his ability to, um, you know, to make guys a little bit uncomfortable with moving the fastball around, um, going up and down, so they have to respect the changeup. So threw some good fastballs down in the zone, and, and uh, he's been doing what he's been doing all year, and it's been doing just a great job out there. It's interesting because John Schneider told me his changeup has been the best he has ever seen from Richards in a Blue Jays uniform. Have you seen a difference with that particular pitch from years past? Yeah, I think he's just throwing it more. You know, I think that it's um, it's always been a great pitch, but he's able to do it on both sides of the plate. Um, can kind of throw it for a strike if he wants to and then expand below when he wants to as well. So it's been a great pitch for him. Blue Jays fans haven't seen a whole lot of Bowden Francis. Tonight was his longest outing of his big league career. One earned on four hits over four innings pitched. What can you tell us about his arsenal and how good it is? Yeah, he's got a great arm. He's got three good pitches and he's going to come after you. He's going to fill up the zone and he did a great job of that tonight. That was Danny Jansen talking about uh, Trevor Richards and Bowden Francis. Bowden Francis tonight filling Bowden. the bulk role. Bowden. There you go. Ah, whatever. Ah, Bowden right. Francis He's filling. He's a big well, leaguer. Well. Respect, is. Jeff. He's a big leaguer. Yeah, 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 I know, I know. Yeah. Bowden Francis filling the bulk world tonight. And, uh, yeah, I will, we're going to see more of him. And um, I'll take more of that. Yeah, he's 6'5". That, that, for me, whenever I face dudes that are really tall like he was, the top of the zone is very hard. It's hard to lay off that. It's hard to square it up. He can tunnel a slider off that and have the big little slower breaking ball to steal some strikes to left. He's, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Pound the zone. If you're going to give up homers, give up solo shots. Exactly what the doctor ordered, Jeff. 6-1, the Blue Jays have beaten the San Francisco Giants. It is a winning edition of Blue Jays Talk, and we'll get back to the phone lines. 416-870-0590, star 590, 1-888-666-590. Join us. It's Blue Jays Talk on Sportsnet 590, the fan in the Sportsnet Radio Network. What I liked about Trevor was, the, I think, 13 swing and misses. I mean, 10 in the first inning. Um, Could have, maybe, yeah, but I think with his recent workload, it made sense to, you know, stop him right there and keep him... Uh, available for the weekend as opposed to not and you know trusting that Bowden was going to come in and do what he did um, 
I mean, Trev's been really, really good. I mean, you can't really speak enough about what he's done for us in that role tonight or, you know, coming out of the bullpen for one inning or multiple innings. So, um, yeah, thought about it and didn't want to really get greedy at that point. Um, and scoring early obviously helps. That's Blue Jays manager John Schneider talking about his opener tonight, Trevor Richards, um, suggesting that uh, if he really wanted to let him run a little longer, he probably could have. But really, at that point, there was no there was no point in doing that. Um, the Boston Red Sox are in town for three games, and I think what you you can kind of put two and two together. And I think John Schneider's basically saying, if I need to win a series, and I got to go with Trevor Richards in the bullpen to win a series. I'm going to go with Trevor Richards in the bullpen to win a series, and then we'll, we'll we'll worry about it after that. Yeah, the unknowns with sometimes Nate Pierce and sometimes Jimmy Garcia. When you got a dude who can throw like Trevor Richards is throwing right now, he pitches ahead like he does. He's got the eliminator with the Bugs Bunny changeup. I mean, it's common sense. It's genius. Jeff is exactly what it is. It worked. Time for the Major League. It always works, Kevin. Time for the Major League Standings Watch presented by Bet365. With Bet365, you can watch thousands of live games. You can build your own bet, and you can even make a bet while the game's still being played. 19-plus play responsibly, Ontario only. The Jays are the only AL East team to uh, have put their game in the books tonight. That's uh, uh, due to some weather issues and uh, the fact that a couple of the other teams are on the West Coast. The Yankees and Oakland Athletics just got their game going right now. Tampa Bay is in Arizona. They're scoreless. Cincinnati in the top of eight. The Cincinnati Reds are leading the Baltimore Orioles 6-4, to four, and Miami has just gone ahead of the Boston Red Sox in the top of six. So, again, that game also affected by weather. The standings, as we sit here right now, Tampa Bay is in first place at 54-48. and 48. Baltimore, 48-30. They're losing. Could be 48-31. and 31. The Yankees are 43 and 36. The Jays are 44 and 37. The Red Sox are 40 and 40. So right now the Jays are tied with the Yankees, nine and a half back. The Yankees just tick better in winning percentage, and uh, the, uh, it, it's uh, the Jays are five and a half back of the Orioles, and I mentioned nine and a half, uh, nine and a half back of the Tampa Bay Rays compared to last year at this time when they were 14 and a half games back at the halfway point 416-870-0590 star 590 steven toronto you're on blue jays talk hey guys how's it going good show i listen to it every day thank you guys what about trading matt chapman right now get something for him put espinal third you're not you're gaining offensively you might lose a little bit defensively you know you're not signing him next year. You're not paying him $22 million a year, which is going to be asking for a five-year, $100 million contract. And ask Maul, let him go with it. You know what I mean? You're a third baseman. You'll get better at bats. It seems like Chapman's guessing. He's lost at the plate. He never cuts down on his swing. He's going to strike out 180 times. And it just it's frustrating when he, every time he comes up. He's not even near close to the player he was in pro. I think he's more the player he was he is now yeah i mean listen his track record is what his track record is uh he wasn't and thank you for the call steve and he was not the guy he was he's not going to be able was not going to be able to take his april and extend it over the season kevin i mean he just that that's that's not who he is this, at this point in his career you know exactly what he is i will say this he's i believe he's among the lead leader league leader in doubles and i still believe that that's a sign 
uh, I, a sign of a good hitter. To me, doubles are a sign of a guy who can be effective. And, and with all due respect, Santiago Espinal is not an upgrade over him offensively. I'm, I mean, he's more just of a not. contact hitter. That's my thing. He can put the ball and play more. Yeah. This guy's a guesser at the plate. This guy's a guesser at the plate. Yeah, I don't know if I. And you I mean, know the, I, the swing he looks lost on. He'll be, he'll be, and just like you know what I mean. He, he doesn't come but, down a swing. I don't like that. Sorry, sorry, Jeff. I don't like. What do you think? What do you think, uh, Barker? Oh, uh, yeah, Kevin. What do you think, Kevin? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think if we when we had Ross on today, you asked the question: Would there be any chance of him? you know, trading somebody that was on the big league team. And it's real seemed to me like he said, absolutely not. I mean, uh, so I, I don't think that's an option of getting rid of, of Matt Chapman. He's here to the end of the season. He's your third baseman. Now, yeah, I think he brings a couple of different things, right? He's one of those dudes in the clubhouse, which seems to matter to this team. He's a really good defender. And you're hoping, not saying he's going to get on one of them April runs, but you're hoping that everything he's doing with the toe tap matches up to where his barrel's going, and he can catch balls out front a little bit more. He's late. He's been late since April. Since I, since it turned the clock to May, he's been late. I don't know. doesn't look to me like he's guessing. He's getting good pitches to hit. He's attacking fastballs. He's attacking strikes, not chasing a ton. It's just late. Yeah. Figure out how you can get your front foot down on time a little bit earlier, which will give you at least a decent chance to throw the barrel at the baseball, he does that. He'll he'll give you a, a decent chance. I I just for me, Jeff, I think it is sort of what it is. I don't see um, them going out and making a big change, bringing in a big time bat. I just don't think they have the pieces to do it. Listen, so it I is, think this is what it is. Hopefully, hopefully they can get hot because he does. He leads the team in at bats with runners in scoring position. It would sort of help because he's who he's hitting behind. That he figures it out sooner than later on timing and direction and point of contact. He can do those things. He'll get closer back to April and hopefully contribute down the stretch. Yeah, a couple of things about uh, about that situation. First of all, uh, let's remember that Santiago Espinal. Uh, you know, I mean, he he was run down at the end of last year. He's not an everyday player. That he doesn't was. mean that's no. I mean, he just isn't. He's not an everyday player. No. He's certainly not the defensive player that Matt Chapman is at third base. He's valuable as a guy, as we said today. He's the one guy in this team that could play shortstop for you if something ever if, if something ever happened to Bo or you needed to take Bo out of the game later or, or whatever. So, um, I mean, in, there's no world where Santiago Espinal at third base makes this, this team or this lineup better. There just isn't. As for trading Matt Chapman, I, again, I think Ross Atkins was was pretty clear about this. First of all, you're not going to get a great deal. Let's talk about the timing right now. There aren't a lot of baseball trades being made right now. Um, no. And Ross Atkins suggested today that there's not even there's, there's really not a, a great amount of a great amount of talk in general. Um, so that's one thing. Secondly, you're not getting a lot from Matt Chapman because he's a free agent. Matt Chapman's got more value to the Blue Jays playing good defense, doing what he's going to do offensively, and leaving as a free agent this year. He's got more value f- for them than anything they would get in a trade for Matt Chapman. I, I think so. I mean, you're not getting, you're not going to get a middle of the order bat for Matt Chapman. You're not. You're, you're, you're just not. Uh, so you're not really helping yourself this year. The only way. You could make a trade with Matt Chapman that would help you this year is if you threw one of your prospects in as well. And and 
I mean, then then you get into a whole bunch of things. But you know, like we said on our show today, Kevin, I think the type of hitter you're looking for, and I'm not saying this is the guy, but you're looking at a, a guy like Adam Duvall or something like that, somebody who's going to come in, give your lineup something that it doesn't necessarily have. Uh, whether or not that's going to be enough, you know, it's you know, put it this way: if if Vladdy doesn't look more like Vladdy of of last year when he was good, um, they're not going to be able to overcome that with the lineup. There's no trade they could make. There's no trade they could make that would overcome a lack of offense from Vladdy. There just isn't. Sure, I think that's sure. I think that's where we are. Sure sounds like Ross and the organization are banking on Ryu, Green coming back, contributing, doing some things, helping them save, you know, help win games on the pitching side and, and defensive runs saved and those kind of things. And hopefully the dudes that matter the most in the lineup get hot and stay hot down the stretch and can help carry the team into the playoffs. I'm with you. I, it's just – it'll be very intriguing to see because of, we all know what they don't have. The organizations that would trade with them know what they don't have. That that's the issue here, right? Is you just can't go out and and get a big time bat that's going to hit either cleanup or or in the five hole or even an on base legit line to line guy that could hit second and move everybody down in the in the order. So yeah, I'm with you. Sort of you know if you don't like watching Matt Chapman every time he comes up, close your eyes. <laughs> yeah, and and I think we also need to uh, we. <laughs> We also need to uh, wait, uh, wait a little bit and see how many other teams are forced into position where they have to make a call that they're, you know, that they're out of it. That is one thing that the wild card, the wild card has done is it's it's kind of it's given teams that uh, want to pretend that they're a playoff team an excuse to pretend they're a playoff team. But I do think there will be some significant moves made at the trade deadline this year because there are some very disappointing teams with big payrolls there are some very disappointing teams that are in desperate need of uh some sort of i don't know character adjustments the wrong word but there there are some good teams with big payrolls that uh that need a little bit of a shake-up we've talked about the padres we've talked about the white Sox, the cardinals and the mets i think there's going to be some players available but again the question is do you have what the other organizations want and with all due respect to matt chapman there's no way you get anything in a trade for matt chapman that uh doesn't cause you to go out and have to make another deal you're not going to trade matt chapman even up for somebody that's going to make your team better you're just not 6-1 the blue jays have beaten the san francisco giants we'll do it again tomorrow 707 first pitch thanks for joining us in blue jays talk thank you for listening to blue jays baseball brought to you by crown rust protection now that summer has arrived, it's road trip season. Make sure your vehicle is protected from rust with Crown. Visit Crown.com for a special summer offer today. Crown, Canada's number one rust protection.